The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Forever! Dog! Still haven't figured out how to get my setup at, in Cat's place. Looks like you're in the library, so that's good. Or like the, the <laughs> study or the study, you know? Yeah, it's I'm in Cat's room, and she. And this is just the book she had as a kid. Oh wow! <laughs> a oh, library. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of books. <laughs> Damn, Cat. Yeah, it's and it's a and it's not just a lot of books. There's, you see the that tapestry. Yeah, <laughs> there are books underneath the tapestries. <laughs> oh, wow. The whole wall it's is like <laughs> Yeah, wow. honestly, have you, have you looked through it and seen if there's anything that you want to? We check yes, out? yes, yes. But I, there are there's a lot of fun stuff there. There's a lot of like uh, comics and stuff too. Like her, I got her comics. Dad, no, her her dad co- oh, collected gotcha, a bunch gotcha, of gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right, learning so much. Yep. <laughs> this is yep. It's who I married, and I love it. Learn about you're learning. Yeah, stuff. you're learning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the little things. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. No, don't wait, make no. what we was just talking no, about. No, that's open. not the open. I'm so that's mad. not the open. <laughs> what? What? No. no one can even see what I was describing. Like, I, this is a useless no. cold open. I, no, I'm just you're you're learning about your wife. It's you know, it, it's the little things. That's a it was okay. A 60 second cold open. That's also the little things. Honestly, the, <laughs> the, 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 keep the, it tight. The, the cold open. Keep it tight. It's the, the little things. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Uh, wow. 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 Jonathan Raylock, James Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! It's the little things that rip you apart. It's the little things that get you caught. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess. I, mean, I feel like you want to say it, like, differently. The delivery. No, I'm not gonna attempt it. <laughs> I'm not okay. Because it just it would just sound wrong if I tried. Take it down. Take it down. It's it's Man. the little things I get you. It's a little thing. You know what I mean? Like even that attempt. Right. Even that slight. I mean, you definitely made it sound like like something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if that's a diss or a compliment. Like I have no, no clue. I, what it's not a diss or a compliment because I set it up. I let everybody know it wasn't going to sound like anything, you know. And he said it definitely sounded like something. something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a perfect intro for this movie, um, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I don't know if you know if you've listened to us before, but you know, this, uh, just very rational, smooth talking voice right here. This is Jonathan Braylock. The voice is rational. <laughs> Wait, first of all, I hate watching him when he does it. 
Because I feel like he knows he's about to say some bullshit. So he starts looking all around the screen like he don't want to make eye contact with nobody. Because <laughs> he knows like, yeah, I'm about to say some wild shit. Wait for them. Uh. <laughs> all right. This voice is Gerard Milligan. <laughs> and this voice is James the Third. Wow. And he'll yeah. sound like that for the entire podcast. <laughs> uh, we are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk yeah. about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. We've been doing it for over five years. Wait, hold on. What year is this? <laughs> hey, listen, bro. Don't do oh, this. Don't do this. Are we in year seven? We're Dude, we're... <laughs> don't do this. Don't Some, do this. Me, somebody who understands, is this year seven? I don't we're, know anymore. We, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is this really? No, no, no. It's not year seven. It's, uh, it's got to be year six. six. Then. Yeah, 20, 2015 is when we started out. Man, this is a this child is now in class. You know what I'm saying? Wow, I mean, he's not actually in class. He's on Zoom. But yeah, yeah, I know. What you're <laughs> <laughs> he's on Zoom. <laughs> and, yeah, and he's old enough to be confused as to why he's on Zoom now. Yeah, so he's like, he's old enough to be like, what is this? I don't like this. I like being in the presence of other kids. Today, we are reviewing a new film out in movie theaters where they are Wait, open. I don't even know what that is no more, man. Is- yeah, I mean, it's not out in movie theaters for us, but it's also out on HBO Max because Ooh, HBO yeah. Max, I don't know how much we've talked about this, but HBO Max has new movies going to come out. Um, all their, their Warner Brothers entire slate of new films is all going to premiere on HBO Max the same day they drop in theaters, which for people who subscribe to HBO Max is really great fun news for a lot of uh, Hollywood people who are in those movies and want to make residuals and things like that. They're not really happy with it. Uh, It's a whole (laughs) thing. Uh, (laughs) But, and yeah, I I mean, we have talked about how movies that were supposed to be made for theaters premiering at home, like with Wonder Woman, they've been kind of like, you know, what would be underwhelming. Of it, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, it's funny because um, now that we're watching so many movies at home, I legit have been looking up sound systems. I'm like, well, this is my theater. Like, this <laughs> I, is. I'm uh, with you 100%. I'm like, like, I need a bigger TV. I need a better yeah. sound system. I've been doing that too, but I'm like so confused as to what to get. Like when after after when we get off, y'all gonna have to tell me what y'all right, uh, cool. found. I, I, th- I think definitely a sound bar in front of the yeah. TV for okay. sure. And then if you want to get the woof, we talk. I'm I, trying I, to get I, the woof. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. okay. We gonna talk. I, I got a whole thing in my my Amazon cart, but then I'm like, do I want to buy from Amazon? I'm giving Jeff Bezos too much we money. We got to. Man. It's too late I mean, now. I don't know what you're talking about. You have to buy from Amazon. You got to yeah. get the free shipping. They yeah. own us now. <laughs> and, and Jeff Bezos owns everybody. Listen, <laughs> yeah. no, no offense, but you not giving Amazon your little bit of money ain't, ain't doing squat. So let's just be real. Can you imagine being like, I'm won. not giving you this penny to somebody? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Who this has like hundred and seventy billion dollars? <laughs> uh, no, I just I don't know what to do. It's like, it's like you honestly, and it's the other thing too. Of you can go, I'm gonna buy from somewhere else, and you buy from somewhere else, and it's still shipped through Amazon. Like, like yes, they, you're like they own all the truck companies anywhere. <laughs> I, listen, don't do this. <laughs> I drove to Arizona uh, last weekend, and the amount of Amazon trucks. 
that you saw or just people in their own cars dropping off Amazon packages. I was like, this shit is crazy. I don't recommend doing this, but to anybody who is interested, look up everything that Amazon owns. It goes way deeper than you think. Yeah, it's. I it know they own a space you... company, right? <laughs> oh God! All right. Yeah, I know they own spaceships. They've been they've been owning it since like 2012. <laughs> wow! Uh, not like surprised. not even a joke. Like uh, they own spaceships. Wow. Well, okay. Anyway. Well, so back to a uh, little things. <laughs> All right. This movie is a, a kind of a crime thriller. It stars Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. Rami Malek, for those who might remember, played. Uh, Fred Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. He was also uh, Mr. Robot, the main character of that. And he won the Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody. Or was I want to say, I want no, to he say won. he did he, win. I feel he, like he won. He, let me let me stop. Yeah, man. Are he, you upset? Are you are you learning this well, and upset? <laughs> well, it's funny because Ger- no, Ger- remember Gerard was all aboard. Uh, what's his name? Edric Edric. Rocket Man is Rocket a, Man. Yo, Rocket yes, Terry Edgerton. Yeah, Rocket Man, yes, yeah, Rocket Man it, was dope. No, it's Could good. you imagine that director was like they got he got hired to fix Bohemian Rhapsody because he directed Rocket Man, like got no credit when it won the Oscar, and like when his movie finally came out, that basically uh, Bohemian kind of stole from. <laughs> he got no like it's so much better. Like the dude sung, he transformed yeah, yeah, all those yeah, songs. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He came out first. Damn, that sucks. I Damn. did like I. I definitely liked Rocket Man a little more than Bohemian Rhapsody, but I didn't. I didn't. I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was was good. I didn't. I didn't mind it. It didn't touch on really. I mean, yeah, it was. It was a jukebox musical. It's fine. It, it, it was. It was fun. I like Queen. It's fine. Okay, Rocket Man was also a jukebox. Yeah, musical. they're both jukebox musicals. <laughs> yes, but but to me, the, to me, the talent difference is he sings and it doesn't shy away from all of the oh, okay. messed up stuff that sings. happened to him. So I don't see, like, I don't, I'm okay with actors not singing. I actually would rather, if you can't sing, don't sing. Get somebody else to sing. I'm totally cool with I that. I also prefer that as well. Yeah, I would rather the song be great, as great as it can be. And I'm, I don't know. But like, I also, I feel like, you know. I feel like hire somebody who can sing, though. Yeah, it's a lot like, of just us. get somebody else. It's a lot yeah. of, not a lot of us, meaning I'm a person who can sing. It's I mean, there's a lot of though, actors. A, it's a film. It's a film. Like, uh, you know, you don't, you don't need it, though. You know, <laughs> you don't. They had they anyway whatever anyway why are we talk we we need to be talking about the little things because this also starts Jared Jared Leto you know yes anyway, Morbius yes. or Joker um, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> whichever oh, Tessa was right Te- no one remembers that did, he's anybody, did you guys know what when this was set because Tessa was like what year is this and I was like uh, isn't it now? 19, and she was like nineteen ninety she was like it can't be now look at these cars and I was like yeah they are older but i was like how old can it be yeah it was set in 1990 did you know that though when you were watching this movie it, say, it says it at the top like oh, um well, i just missed it <laughs> uh, yeah, i so, think i i think i missed yeah, it too yeah. i mean i think i could tell that it was not set in the in the present just because of the because of like the cars and stuff but i'm not um, fully understanding why it was set in 1990 but and there I were no there were no cell phones i think it's because the guy it the guy wrote this in 1993. So, so right. it took him just forever to do it. I think he ended up having to direct it himself, right? The writer uh, is also the director, yes. So if that's the, if he yes, wrote it yeah. in. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, it says the first draft was written by, the guy's name is Hancock. 
Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. No, not that hand uh, kind, right? Yeah, got cinematic God. universe. No, oh, stop this. Stop <laughs> this. Uh, it was written by him in nineteen ninety three for Steven Spielberg to direct, but Spielberg passed because he felt the story was too dark. Uh, now, is what does it mean that it was written for? Steven Spielberg to direct wasn't everything written for like when you write something <laughs> like aren't you like I hope Steven Spielberg directs this I, I, honestly, <laughs> you're honestly <laughs> yes honestly yes that's all you want in life who knows what that actually means I I think it's incredible I mean honestly the fact that this was written in 1993 does make me go okay maybe I'll just write stuff like if, if somebody <laughs> if somebody can get something made literally what is this 30 some 30 years later holy crap. 30 30 years, years later. later he got the thing that he wrote at, like produced and starring not denzel washington you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> and it's funny because like, this, this is a movie denzel probably would have starred in in the 90s he just would have yeah. been rami i mean rami malik's character yeah we were like yeah. we, denzel was just like i guess i'll play this i guess i'll do this again <laughs> like yeah <laughs> Like, this is definitely uh, a movie he would have done. And then you would have had like uh, Gene Hackman or somebody in the Denzel part. Oh, man. And then, I really wish we knew how this got to be. I think it's, if you've seen his last movie, um, it did really well. Um, it was a Netflix Western. Was it Netflix? Um, it, was, it, was, it was the actual movie about um, the, the guy who hunted down. Um, it's the famous Wild West couple who used to rob people. Um, um, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Oh. It's about the. So it was the. So he did a movie, to, an accurate portrayal of the people hunting them down, um, and it did really well. And I think that gave him the the car blanche to, as our friends would say, have a blank check. Um, ah, <laughs> to do his movie. Because yeah, I was reading, it. like, how did okay. he do this? So this guy. Oh, okay, now I see. He he's just a big. He's done so many things. He directed Saving Mr. Banks, The Rookie. He wrote in Blind Side. He, he did the Blind Side. Yeah. That bullshit. And he was uh, like, all right, what else I got? Alamo. <laughs> okay, was... okay, cool. Uh, th- that explains some things. Um, that's still crazy that he was able to get this right? made. And yeah, what, what, what? it's just about two cops trying to track down a serial killer. That's really the only, that's the only explanation. Uh, uh, and then we, what did we say? How much did it make for box office? Uh, 4.8, 4.8. 4.8 yep. million, um, which in a pandemic, I, in a pandemic for a January movie, sounds pretty good. That's actually. not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I think um, so. I mean, I don't know what the standards are now. It's just, it's just so weird. Uh, HBO Max, who knows if they'll ever, they probably will never release numbers for this. So who knows how many people have seen it, but there were a lot of trailers for this movie. It has some heavy hitters and acting wise. So I know I was excited. Uh, shall we do initial thoughts? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't hate this movie. I was deeply okay. uncomfortable the whole time I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Didn't hate it is different than didn't love it, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's right. more it's is it it's more positive, right? I guess I guess. I the, here's my thing. I feel like the point of this movie was to unnerve me. I the whole time we were we were watching it, Kat and I were just like screaming out loud through, throughout it, just because we were just like, we hate this. I don't like. I'm so uncomfortable. Of that kind well, of. Well, it's st- definitely scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. and like you don't and, want, yeah, yeah. 
when it was done, her, her mom woke up and was like, oh, sorry, was the movie bad? And she was like, and I was like, no, the movie wasn't bad. I think it just made me, you know, it just made me unnerved and uncomfortable. Like I felt like that was what it was supposed to do. You know, it doesn't have a satisfying ending to me, but it has a, uh, you know, like there's like a twist, you know, like a cool, you know, or I guess not necessarily cool, but there's like clearly, you know, a, a mystery that is with a, involved with a cover up and stuff. And like the, the way that the ending uh, unfurls is is um, it puts you on the edge of your seat kind of thing. Um, and I don't know, like I thought the acting was good. It did feel like Denzel was like, yeah, I'll 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 be in this movie. <laughs> you know, like it just felt like it was him like deciding to do. He had a couple days and like decided to do the little things, you know, a movie like this <laughs> one more time. Um, I I keep replaying. I keep replaying a line that, that Jared Leto says in my head over and over, which I think is up to the, to the success of this movie, which is when he says, and this is, a, I guess, a spoiler for those who haven't seen it yet. But when he says, I've never killed anyone in my life. And if you believe that, we can go for tacos. I've been replaying that, specifically that line in my head over and over Oh, since, finish, since at the end, since since watching this movie, which is, I think, to the to the power of this movie, which is like, yeah, like it is still open ended. You know what? What really happened? But I do think a line like that and the way that what happens, the way that what happens unfurls is to me, the movie sort of deciding an answer to that question to whether or not he did it. And I think it just sort of like it burns in your head of like, fuck, if he would have just, <laughs> they could have just gone and eaten tacos. You know? <laughs> um, everything would be better. It's because of lines like that that I think that the movie is successful. Got it. Okay. I like murder mysteries. I realize, you know, the movies that I am okay with being basic are murder mysteries, war movies, and like some sort of action movie, but with like a strong kind of like emotional through line, you know what I mean? Like, like a man on fire or something like I like it, like a good, like a, like a reason that these people are, the person is doing all the action, like John Wick, even Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, those, that's, those, these are, I just named all great action movies, but like, I, <laughs> I, 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 like, I like the, I like some of the generic ones too. So that's what I feel like this film is. It's a generic <laughs> thriller movie that does feel slightly out of its time. What they're choosing to explore, how they're choosing to explore it, <laughs> and how personally I feel little commentary they did about it. I've seen a critic compare it to Seven. I was thinking about Heat, like a like a very watered down version of Heat, where like uh, he kind of explores not not really a symbiotic relationship, but I guess just how how close like. The villain and the cop is, you know, and he tries to say like, they're like, it's this, they're the same person, but like the different side of a coin or whatever. And, and it's kind of, it's actually kind of, I watched he re more recently, like more in the future. So when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is kind of gross. Like how mm. much they're glorifying this, <laughs> how much respect this cop has for this, like, you know, uh, criminal. And the cop himself is also not great, uh, not great of a person. So I was kind of thinking about that with this movie, but this movie doesn't even, it doesn't, it, it's not that bold. And it's um, the mystery is um, not that interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I should say what I want to say. Say, uh -oh, it, say, say it. it. Say it. Say it. Every time I, somebody say, I don't know if I should say something, nigga, you know you got to okay. say it. Yeah. I want to, I'll preface it with this. I freaking love Rami Malik and Mr. Robot. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Oh. He's incredible in it. No. I don't know <laughs> if this is the, 
I feel like this is oh, a, no. a miscast. I don't it, think this is the right role for him. This is what a lot of people have been saying. Like a lot of reviews have said this is Zach Miller. Okay. Uh, and it's not, no. it's, it's maybe it's not fair because I, I actually do think it partly has to do with just how he looks. And, and that's probably not fair because it's like, we've been so, you know, conditioned to, to feel like this is what a cop looks, looks like, or like acts like, or feels like, but there's just something that's off about it. And I don't think he vibe. I like Denzel vibes was with a lot of people, man, like Denzel vibes with a lot of people. It didn't feel like they were vibing together. Like I didn't feel when they hug at the end, it did like, I was like, what is this? <laughs> I really was like, have they become friends? Like, I, cause it hasn't, it doesn't feel like it. It just, it doesn't, they don't feel like the same person. I just, it didn't click. And because that didn't click, the movie, I don't know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't pack that punch. That said, I think I was probably, I was. I I didn't I didn't feel like I wasted my time and I felt that way about some movies. I was like, yeah. you know what I mean. So that's that's that that's my thought. Look, man, this this weekend was a hard time watching movies. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was rough. I, I'm not good with movies like this. It's funny because I definitely Bray, like I, I agree with you. I think it definitely had heat vibes, but for me, it felt seven esque so much so that at one point. I thought, you know, when Jared Leto takes him into the woods, I was like, is his family? I thought he was going to pull, you know, <laughs> yeah. what's in the box? I thought it was going to be a different version. Uh, and he started talking about the, the, the kids. I was like, he keeps digging holes. It's about to be his kids. I'm like, kill this nigga. Shoot him. I was like, again, I just don't, I, I really, these movies are very hard because it's hard for me when like, like I know people are watching that movie on the Netflix, The Night Stalker. Like, I'm not good when these people go crazy. I'm just, like I, it's it's not fun. It's not, but you know what it is. Yeah. It's it is the first time I've ever like watched a movie and I looked over to Rachel and go, "Hey, when you go walk this dog at night?" Like I just literally, I, I turned into a parent. I was like, "Yo, that's real." We got, we got shit LA to do. Too. Yeah, I was like, "Yo," and so was the Night Stalker. I was like, "What the yeah. fuck?" And in Hollywood, anyway, I was right. like, "Yo, we got it. We got we developed a system now." I was like, "This shit needs to be handled." <laughs> um, so like I wasn't really comfortable with that, but as far as the movie, yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was serviceable. I will say this: I really enjoyed Jared Leto's acting because I think, and I, I was reading about. You like, it, so you liked his performance in this? I did because <laughs> because you know I was reading, and Denzel Denzel was like, "Oh, he didn't do that shit with me." The whole like um, super <laughs> yeah. method. He was like, "Nah, he didn't do that shit here." Because <laughs> what did he say? He like he would have had he would have had a visit. Is what he said. <laughs> like, he would have had a visit. I was like, oh man, this would have smacked the little ass up. But I thought the nuance in his performance was so cool because I thought like the way he walked was so interesting. <laughs> we because literally he, the first time he walked, Tess and I were like, what is this walk? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it like, was such an act, like an actor being like, I gotta walk down. And like, yo, I just saw I, the I just saw him like testing out walks in my mind and then being like, this is yeah. it. What is this? I love it. It I love it. He's got a little bit of a, he like, yep, he got a lift. He got a lift. Come on. Come on. Let us he in. sways his arms is so methodical. It's because just like, he's got a belly he performing. For I thought everyone. it was great. 
Because I thought like he had a little limp. He had a hurt in his knee. He had a belly. So he was wild limp. But he still was so cocky that he was his back. Which is, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> it was He's so only in like, the movie for like 15, 20 minutes. Know, he needed to use that time. He was like, I'm going to eat now, up every. I have a every... question for you. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, we see the killer walking. Mm-hmm. Did it look like the same walk? So to me, it didn't. And I think that's my to me, only. It didn't either. So to me, my only gripe is we never deal with the case once we get to a certain point. It's like, <laughs> right, this is him. Right. Like, we just don't, we just don't even address it. Where I'm like, this dude, not to be cocky, but um, Rachel and like, I have some friends who watch a lot of those like um, uh, uh, mystery whatevers. And one of the things I've been learning is that eventually how a lot of these people get caught is that they just get bored and start like leaving a clue here, like doing this thing, hoping somebody will like notice. And I'm like, if this dude, I think wanted to get caught he probably would have got caught. Or if he, the mere fact that James said that line, I thought about that too. Like, yo, this dude is very confident. Like, yo, I've never killed anybody in my life. We can go home. Like, we, if you believe me, we can go home right now. And like, he just, because you know what it is? It felt like I couldn't tell from the very beginning, this is my last part, is I didn't trust Denzel throughout this whole movie. Because yeah. what it felt like to me off break, like you never knew what happened. And also it felt like a person who was older, who was haunted and like, who was now trying to like, this is the guy I need you to think is the guy to put myself at ease. I need this to be the guy. So I never trusted Denzel, but also like that ending felt like such a, all right, you guys did this last shot. And I'm like, cool. I definitely saw that coming. Same. Um, I was like, all right, but um, yeah, that's, I mean, it was, it was fine. I won't watch it again, but I was like, this was a cool watch, you know? Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. 
with Priceline. You can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. So this movie starts off... Uh, this movie starts is pretty scary <laughs> when it starts off. And it's one of those things where I was like, oh my God, are we about to watch like a Scream kind of opening? Because remember, this movie, was, this movie was written before Scream. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how old this movie is. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it starts off with like a woman who's who's driving in a car on a highway and then this person, is, she's like, this person's following me. So she's kind of, and they like kind of speed up next to her and they speed to the side of her. And then she's like creeped out and then they, they go forward and then, but then they are stopped on the highway. And so she like speeds around them and it's like, and then they're speeding up against her again. And she's like, I gotta go. Now she does a, a typical scary movie move where she just parks in a, a, a gas station that did not look like it was, it looked like it was open to pour, pump gas, but that's about it. So she gets out, realizes very quickly, nobody's here, but it's kind of like that sunken cost theory where she's like, I gotta <laughs> try to I gotta run. <laughs> Nobody was in this shop with the light on. Let me try all these shops with the light. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're like, oh no, like I don't want to see this movie get killed. I'm not starting this way. Don't no. start like this. So uneasy. So uneasy. This whole opening. Now, I didn't think I didn't think that this guy looked like uh, the Jared Leto that we see later. But I, I don't know if it was just my mind playing tricks me. But I was like, this could be Jared Leto and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it, that, it, with it the hat be, on and everything. For it to be Jared Leto, it'd have to be like a Kevin Spacey situation where he yeah, just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he sure. was exactly. just putting on a walk, and then exactly, like, oh, yeah. he's actually he actually can walk fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, right. Which, which I guess if you want to credit, because I. There was a part of me that was like, this walk is so belabored, but maybe that was a conscious choice. And the character, not the actor, the character was putting on a walk. That's what I was thinking, yeah. To Because he knows that there is a witness who saw him walking around, which is interesting. He clearly knows at one point he's being watched by the cops. So I feel like everything he does to a certain point... Look, we, I, I, I got to okay. talk about Rami. Malik real quick. Okay, yeah. Um, Because I think what felt off about him is that, okay, um, I'm going to compare this movie to to, to Seven just because it feels that way a little bit. Um, Man, this movie is 
It, not even close to, to that, no, 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 not <laughs> even entertaining seven. No, not even close. But I feel okay, like, yeah. but when I think about the character dynamics, it's like I felt like um, Rom uh, Rami should have been. He was the Brad Pitt, right? He was like the hot shot, yeah, younger hot cop. shot, idealistic, like uh, hoorah until we slowly see him break. And I think that was supposed to happen in this movie, but I don't think we set him up. Like we heard how great he was, how smooth he was, like how confident he was. But from the beginning of the movie, he is so desperate that he needs Denzel almost immediately when he shows up. We don't see him do, even if you watch um, Rorschach, Rorschach, Denzel's movie, when he plays a hotshot cop, um, and then uh, the dude from um, the third rock from the sun comes back to like get vengeance on him later on in the movie. Mm -hmm. We should really review that movie. That movie's insane. I can't even tell you guys okay. on the air what it is, but it's terrible. It's fucked up. Anyway, but like he doesn't have that cocky feel. So we don't get to see him really break. It's just, he always looks like something's bothering him. I think that's just Rami <laughs> Malik's like demeanor. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that's hard for me is that I can't, it's so hard to tell what is just who this guy is and what he's like consciously like putting, trying to put on screen. Cause who this character was, I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I didn't understand at pretty much any point who Rami Malek's character was and why he formed a bond with Denzel and why Denzel formed a bond with him. Other than that, to me, it mostly felt like Denzel was just, like, doing his own thing and then kind of, like, using Rami. You know what I mean? Worked. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it didn't feel the other way. Like he, it didn't he, feel the other way yeah. around for me either. But it didn't. It didn't bother me as much. Like it's even though it wasn't as big of a of a ramp up. Like from from fully together to breaking apart, it did feel like he was. <laughs> he started to towing the line and then started going over the line in in very clear ways as as the movie went on. So it didn't, it didn't bother me as 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 much. It didn't feel fully unjustified in the sense that I didn't I I agree with Gerard that I didn't think he was breaking down the whole movie. But the end is such an intense situation that I a hundred percent like I'm like yeah you don't need much you don't need to be going yeah, to do that much yeah. to snap the way that he did. Like, yeah, like, you know the man's I mean? threatening like, his kids and the man's threatening <laughs> him. He, he literally is tired. He's physically tired. He's, there's a, there's a constant sense of fear that he's yeah. going to get killed. You know what I mean? Like he's already on edge in yeah. so many ways. Um, they, they, they were just um, pulling an all nighter tailing him. So he's had no sleep, all this stuff. Like it, it, it makes sense. But the, the process through it, I was just like, I don't know. Like there, I, 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 I don't even know how to explain what was happening. I was just like, it was just weird. It just felt weird in this way. I was like, who is this guy? Also, why does everyone like him? Like they kept talking about, he has disciples and stuff. And I was like, what does that mean? And I, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> and they brought up, they were like, yeah, it was like he, and even then, so at one point goes, yeah, I guess I went to the wrong church. So I'm like, so is this guy super religious? Is that, you know, like I couldn't figure out his deal, but I will say this though. I did notice that this movie had two heroes of color and the bad guy was this white dude. I did say that. Okay. 
hot throbby, this hot throbby white dude with the bag, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I see. I love that you still consider Jared Leto a, a heart throb in this movie. <laughs> hey man, little hot throbby bag guy. Let me say what's so funny, but so did the movie though. Like again, this movie is so difficult because I don't think it establishes. I don't think it establishes the laws of like what is actually happening. Like, is this serial killer like a Ted Bundy type? Because even at one point, I was like, oh, how they're describing him. They're describing what people said about Ted Bundy. It's like, you know, handsome, hot throb. Like women felt like at one point um, when they go to the woman's apartment, Denzel is like, oh, you felt comfortable. You let him in. Like, you know, you had that thought in your head where you were like, I could die, but I'm going to brush that to the side. So I'm thinking like maybe when we finally meet him, he's going to be like charming or something or... Should we even should we talk about this now? Like, do you actually think it was Jared Jared Leto's character? So I don't. I don't think it was him. Yeah, I don't either. They did they did enough work for it to seem like it was him, but then also they they did enough things to be like it was. They did enough things to be like there's these are reasons why it's not him. He's obsessed with um crime and crime. like he reads all the stories, so he has all the information. So anything you show him, he's he can react to it, and he's. And and obviously he's off kilter, so like he's desensitized. He doesn't care. He can look at a dead body and not care in the in the <laughs> exactly what happened with him. And so he's just like this guy who <laughs> is off and is is currently the suspect in a, in a crime, and and gets off on that. Like he had, he he admitted to <laughs> he admitted to uh, confess to a crime earlier, you know, before the the movie even started, and it's like. What what kind of person is this? He's so. Listen, you know. if it's not him, like, I, honestly, I don't know because I kept thinking about that. If it's not him, it's gonna make me more mad because he should have got Billy Club at least two or three times. All right, what? <laughs> like I'm dead ass. Like Wait, they gave the, they if gave it's this not him. He should have got Billy Club. <laughs> if he is not the killer and he played all these games, they should have Billy Clubbed his other knee. Because I'm saying, <laughs> black people do far less to get harassed and beat up by the cops, and this white boy is literally playing with the, dog. Come like now when I watch these things, I cannot take out privilege out of my head. It's like I'm looking at this dude openly fuck with the cops. You know what I'm saying? Openly being like, like calling the cops on the cops. Like at one point, come ride with me. Let me have you dig. And once we, you know, at first I thought it was like, oh, he dug like three holes. But then when they did that pan out and you saw he was digging mad holes all night. I'm like, yo, my man should got Billy Club or something, bro. Like you, if this wasn't you and you still doing this fuck shit, black people well, got worse for nothing. You- he, was he had been bludgeoned no in the face alive. with a. With a <laughs> also, my question is: he had been can, that, in the face. Can, <laughs> can that can that one hit kill somebody like that? I was like, damn, he yeah. did. Yeah, if oh, you wow. hit, if you hit someone hard enough, yeah. yeah. Oh, if wow. you hit someone that hard with a shovel, like I, I assume that he got his neck broken, honestly, mm. or something like that. Maybe he uh, bled out, but like you hit someone that hard with that much force when they're not expecting it, yeah, you could you could kill him. Oh wow! I was like, damn. I don't know I if it he... had. I don't know if it had to kill him, but I was like, yeah. man, he got bloody, got knocked out. I mean, I don't. Bree, you think it's him? You think it's him? You don't think it's him? No, I don't. I don't. I think the uh, which which makes the movie we kind of complicated in a way. But I mean, that is what the movie. Go- that's where the movie goes by the end of it. So it's like, yeah, like the the whole time where we, we understand that. So Denzel is a cop, uh, but he's like a deputy up north, uh, somewhere in California. And 
uh, he's asked to like go to LA to like deliver or to like grab evidence and bring it back for, I guess, another case. Um, didn't fully, I couldn't really track exactly what his mission was and why they had to send somebody like that, but to get the boots. anyway, to go get the boots. And he came down and, uh, and then you realize like, Oh, everyone here knows him. Oh, he used to work here. He used to be a detective for the LAPD and something happened where he left um, disgracefully and his chief doesn't like the, the, the his former chief doesn't like him. Other people don't like him though. There are some people who do like him still. So, you know, which is a very cop thing. Um, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, what did he do? We don't like kind of know. And then there was one point in the movie where the chief was like warning Rami Malik about yeah. him. And he was like, yeah, that guy like, but then the way, way that he warned him truly made no sense. Um, I mean, it made sense for them to keep this information, but it made no sense in, in terms of what the explanation was to Rami Malik's character, which was, he was so obsessed with this job that he wound up getting a divorce, having a heart attack and a triple bypass surgery. And I was like, in what world do other cops hate a cop because Ooh, he got a divorce and had a, and had a heart attack and worked too hard? <laughs> In what world? Like I like obviously that's not the answer, but like not only is it not the answer, it's not an answer that another cop would even accept. They'd be like, "Well, so what actually happened?" <laughs> like that's what the next question <laughs> would be. Like, what do you what do you mean he got a heart attack? You all hate him because he got a heart attack, and they keep making jokes about his heart attack, and I was like. What does his heart attack have to do with any of this? <laughs> like, I was, I thought his heart was going. I thought something was going to happen between him and Jared Leto, and like, at the final moment, his heart was going to give out or something. I, I, the way that it was, I don't know what you guys thought it was, mm. but the way that they were talking about, it, I was like, he, he probably killed somebody who he thought was a, a suspect, That's but like, thought. it wasn't him. You know, That's what, what I, I thought. thought. That's what I thought. We I were just like, he person. took it too far. Whatever it was that he did, he took it too far. We knew that they they weren't saying it, but he, (laughs) you know. Right. I I thought he killed whoever he thought was this um, serial killer. That's what I thought. But then, like, we get the, we get, like, he drops, they they bring in this peeping Tom who had seen it. And then, like, they ask him a question. They ask him about a name and the guy. And then later on, we hear that that guy killed himself. Just but like why hearing the name of this past person, like, which I s- still don't understand. <laughs> that guy didn't do it. Then why did that guy kill himself? James? Well, I think he killed himself because um, I just thought that he killed himself because of whatever it was that Denzel did to push him so far. Right. Like 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 he had right. been, Den- Denzel had been tormenting him, saying that he was the guy who murdered these two women up 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 state up north and then something another crime happens and he called him all the way down <laughs> like you don't call me all the way down to this other precinct I, I don't know if it was up north I think it was in LA I think it was when he was a, t- a detective 15 years ago or whatever okay okay mm. okay it, it was but, it, it and he thought that that guy did it but he did but he definitely didn't do it and that ruined his did life not do it yeah and it yeah. but it ruined his life but he like, was he already said he, a, he said, a peeping Tom. Yeah, he was, a, he was, he and was, he was a still being a peeping Tom. I know, but you can be, hold up, but hold up. You can, you're going to say being a peeping Tom. Listen, it's bad to be a peeping Tom. <laughs> he said he was a registered sex offender and he was like, no, 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 no. He's like, I just was trying to pee. I was just trying to pee. And I was like, it becomes a certain point where I don't know. And this, I struggle with this when it comes to a lot of things. Like 
with even when it comes to race relations, it's hard for me to figure out when people have learned a lesson and when mm-hmm. I'm just holding on to like what I remember them as. Like this dude yeah. <laughs> literally goes, no, 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 I swear. Like he literally is like, I swear, I was just trying to pee, but in my mind, I'm like, nah, bro, you wasn't just peeing. But say he was just trying to pee. I've been drunk and peed in the alley. It was enough for me, even though it happens a few scenes later, it was enough for me that he, when he was being questioned, just stood up and walked to the, walked well, to the yeah. mirror he and just looks that. <laughs> like you. He was that's, like, you're there? Yeah, yeah he knew who it was. He knew who it that, was, that boogeyman. He's trauma. He's tra- he's, he was traumatized by whatever the whatever Denzel whatever Washington did, did to him. Did, which we never learned, though, what it right. actually was. And then, and, then, and then 15 years later, it's back. It's, it's back. I'm I'm through. Get me out but, of here. Okay, but here's the thing. When we finally learned what Denzel did that haunted Denzel, it's not connected to this guy. No. So no. then I'm, I'm like, what was that whole thing? Also, it was just such an intense thing. Um, also, when we found okay. out what Denzel did, I think the world has corrupted me. And I understand this is probably a big deal in 1993, but the cops accidentally shooting somebody i was like what that, that's that's what he did well no 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 Jira. he didn't accidentally shoot just some black dude he accidentally shot a white woman center masked and then and not only <laughs> did he accidentally shoot a white woman center masked Wait, they no. covered they covered it up and and made her the first victim <laughs> and then blamed it on somebody else of this serial crime like that's of a cure. it's not just that he to well, me not the first it's, the third it was the, the third, third. Okay. remember they're like there are three bodies yeah it's not just that he killed her it's that they then said this was one of the victims of that this thing. was one like, of the victims like what that's horrible wait that's i'm so... looking it up right now it, well he's the it, i mean that's the thing by the end of the movie I was like, oh, Denzel's the villain of this movie. Yeah, for sure. Wait a second. Just so you know, Bray, I hate your statement, but I'm realizing all reality is right. I'm looking up, <laughs> I'm looking up like the convictions and firing rates of police shootings. And the majority of the cops that actually get fired are the black men who shoot white people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can. So so, and and that's why he was disgraced. Because there was another part of me that was like, man, you know, actually, <laughs> man cop, cops accidentally shoot people all the time. Hold on. When Hancock wrote this in, in, in 1990, Hancock wasn't trying to, to, to make this. Hold on. I'm, he, I'm, no, I'm, Hancock, I'm trying to put the film in context, James. I'm trying to put the film in context. By this uh, movie, Rodney this King co- had already happened. <laughs> I was going to say it. This dude is disgraced and haunted and no one talks to him because he accidentally killed somebody. There are cops from 2020 and 2019 who still have paychecks coming from, quote unquote, accidentally killing folk. But I'm supposed to believe this black cop is disgraced and had to be run out of town. Also, he still got people to cover up for him. So I don't even give a fuck that. You know what? I don't need to talk about this no more. This just made me sad. Now I'm looking at these I don't think this is Hancock's vision. I think the way that we're we're deconstructing this no, you're was right, not you're right. what Hancock wanted for his film. Isn't it though? I mean, okay, because <laughs> where where else does this movie go? So we're like, okay, like something's going on with Denzel. Also, they say that he loses it at some point because Jared Leto 
the way that he he zones in on Jared Leto, he goes back again to. By the way, they like they're like, oh, he's so good because he found like another spot where this guy was like sitting and watching the woman's like dead body. But that didn't help. It didn't help the case. Like it's just like okay, we know another thing about this guy. We don't know who he is. We don't have any, like it doesn't help a lead. The lead that he gets is he thinks about that the refrigerator was broken and it's been broken for a week. Um, but that the guy, somebody was called to fix the refrigerator and they never got to it. Um, and so he goes to the company that was called. He looks at the list of people. He looks at Jared Leto's character is the person who was scheduled to go fix the air conditioner. The guy says it's never happened. We, that's the first time we see Jared Leto. He's like in the back and he like looks over and he's like, anyway with his weird face and then um, so scary looking so <laughs> dead ass and then you're like okay um and so they like then then denzel just starts following him just because he's like this is the guy and then he just tails him the guy is around the 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 marker where uh the one of the bodies was found and he's like how did he know this the old like was this ever released into the papers nope uh, it never was okay so it must be this guy however later on when denzel breaks into his home we realize he has a police scanner so he could have found out that way and he has all these cl- and he says that he's he's obsessed with crime wasn't it something so, in the floor like for some reason didn't he yes. open the floor was it something red in it i thought it was like i thought no, it was the boat there was, was something in the floor but we never see what was in it until the end <laughs> no but there, but it wasn't that but it wasn't uh-huh. the red thing yeah, oh, because, I thought it well, was. At least, no, it, it wasn't. It, he, it was. It, it's a bunch of newspapers, and he's like looking through it, and then, you know, the cops come and he gets out of there, um, because he's not. He's he he. It's illegally breaking into this guy's home, and also if they get caught, all that evidence would be thrown out because uh, it was an illegal search. And then the that's when Rami Malek is like, "Did you see a red, uh, you know, hair clip in there?" Because she was wearing that when she, this woman who's gone missing was wearing that. Um, and if it's there, then it was him. And he's like, if I had five more minutes in that place, I could have found it. But then he goes back and he's like looking and then we don't see if he found it. And then later on, it looks like he did. Cause he sends it to Rami Malik. But then we see that he actually bought it from a store. Cause when I saw it too, by the way, I was like, that looks brand new. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I was like, hey. it was Brent. He did nothing. <laughs> he didn't roll that joint in no dirt. He didn't try yeah. to make it. It's like, also brand spanking new. I will say I did laugh when um you see old ass Denzel trying to climb up the roof of the house. And this motherfucker, Jared Leto, sitting there drinking a Shirley Temple to go. I was like, this <laughs> is that silly. Was I was like, this is legitimately silly at this point. Let me get a Shirley Temple to go. Damn, I want because my thing is 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 so we don't know whatever happened to that to that missing girl. We don't know if Jared Leto was actually the bad guy. So what was the point? Well, uh, that's my thing is that this movie to me, especially now in this time too like that they finally released it like they have to know that part of the point of this movie was like here are these cops who like became obsessive over catching crimp bad guys that they became bad guys themselves and also zoned it like they zone in on somebody and the and cops do this all the time like 
they zone in on people and then they don't look anywhere else. They don't like actually follow up with all their leads. Any evidence that contradicts what they think, who they think did it, they cast out of their mind. And any evidence that makes it seem that even if it's circumstantial, makes it seem like, oh, they're right. It's the confirmation bias thing. Mm-hmm. So they so they were just getting confirmation bias the whole time. Like, think about the evidence that they had to think it was Jared Leto. It literally was just that somebody, that one of the victims had a broken fr- refrigerator. They got uh, that the landlord called the refrigeration company and he was the person who was scheduled to fix the refrigerator. And he looks so creepy. That was, and then he looks creepy that he knew what a mile marker was. Like he knew a, b- a bit of information that it, it doesn't seem like he should know. And he's, and he's self-proclaimed obsessed with like uh, crimes, you know. And, and was and the car you know, not identified? Like, I thought his car was they, they identified said, as well. They, they didn't identify the car. Denzel was just like, this dude probably has two cars and one should be really fast. I see. And have trunk space. And he saw the guys like, oh, this car, I think he had like a Monte Carlo or something like that. And I was like, yeah, it was a fast car. Also, I will say that scene of them like doing whatever the hell they were doing on the cars was so funny to me because I was like, this is completely unnecessary. <laughs> like when Denzel <laughs> went to the marker, then he went to the market and Denzel also at one point Denzel calls in and it's like, what was the marker number? What was the marker number? Now he's standing right in front of the marker. But I was like, but what does this mean? Like what does it? <sighs> yeah. Like, like d- because they're the same marker, does that mean, like, is that enough <laughs> to be like, with this is him. <laughs> but what makes the most sense is the guy knew the entire time that Denzel was following him. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm going to mess with this guy. I have a police scanner. I know that there was a body found at this mile marker. So I'll just go to that mile marker. Yeah. It's like so. Ar- Arkham's razor. Like, that's like, like the most logical thing is like, dude, he knows you're following him the whole time. Here's the only thing. If they really were, if they actually wanted to be dedicated to this, but they there was like a time crunch because the FBI was going to come in. Now, this is the other thing. It's their ego stuff. It's like, we have to solve it. First of all, why are you mad that the FBI is coming in? You should be happy. One, yeah, that you don't have- Get these resources. You, you're, you're, you're sucking. Like, you, you can't do, you can't figure it out. Get some other, get help. What You know what I mean? And and Denzel at one point even says, like, because he's like, why do you want to catch this guy? And Rami Malek's like, for the, for the girls, like, you know, for justice for the women. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it for myself. And that's true. He is doing it for yeah. himself. And so is Rami Malik. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that was the point. But whatever's supposed to be happening character wise, like, I feel like this movie sounds better when we're just talking about it than when you're watching it. Cause it's like a lot of that stuff, I don't feel like you're getting. Like, there's a scene where like Rami Malik's like sitting outside and like staring at his daughters and he's kind of like absent minded. And like the wife is just looking at him and it's just supposed to be implied that like she knows like he's off lately and he's getting obsessive and whatever. But like, I don't want that implied. Like, I want to see that scene because uh, there's not enough happening for me to fill in these blanks. (laughs) It's basically saying like he's turning into who Denzel was like Denzel had the two kids. The two girls had the wife. They slowly grew apart because he was dope. I mean, my. My thing about this movie is if one of us or somebody we know were to pitch this movie, people would poke mad holes in it and you'd have to go back and do a rewrite. You know what I mean? It felt, it felt like it felt like someone would have read this movie. It's like, hey, man, there's some good bones. But like what happens with the murder? Like, 
are, is his wife going to say anything besides looking at him very longingly like, oh, what's going on, baby? Like, you know what I'm saying? What what is happening here? And in this movie, it just felt like it was it felt like a script from 1993 and it felt like it probably wasn't updated much. And that's not to be like it just felt like this is just yeah. I mean the women characters were were not they they were almost virtually Ooh. non-existent. Oh, oh the, <laughs> the 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 other detective who messes up. Literally, the detective has one job at one point. Hey, just watch this girl because you know legally, you know like a person. What is it? Yeah. If How do you see, say you if, can't see the person or whatever? You can't if you see if you saw the person in handcuffs, then it contaminates the witness. The witnesses then they then a, a lawyer can just be like. Yeah, you set it up to make it seem like he was the bad guy. So of course she thinks he's the bad guy now, even though she doesn't. Um, she didn't know, uh, which is exactly what happened. But the thing is, she wasn't a good. She was never going to be a good witness anyway. Like the, the movie sets it up so that we're like we're we're like, is it him or is it not? But the, at the end of the day, like they had nothing, and in the in the real world, the serial killer would have either struck again, yeah, or. Or never again, you know, if it, if it never happened again, well, it sucks that we couldn't catch him, but I'm glad he's not killing more people. But if it did happen again, then you would know it wasn't Jared Leto because you were following him the whole time. Now I'm like, did this movie set up a, like, are we now going to get a sequel? Like, does this movie well, now oh, get God, a sequel? Please, no. I hope not. <laughs> like, do you think like, oh, that sounds, I would hate that. Like, I'm like, they are going to be like, yeah, so the killer wasn't him. Now they got to get back in action. Or to me, would have been more entertaining is if um, this was like that San Francisco killer when it was, a, or it was a cop. Like, if Denzel ended up being like the bad guy for real, for I was like, uh, there, was a, there was a moment where I thought, wait, is it Denzel? <laughs> yeah, they could have, they really could have done that. Like, at any point, they could have just been like, it's him. <laughs> and that would have been. <laughs> Interesting. I, I I I did for a second think that because I was like, wait a minute, is he haunted by these people because they're his victims? That'd have been crazy. That'd have been crazy. That would have been crazy. Because it means like because that is, I mean that has happened. Like a lot of times they say these these serial killers are either like very charming, you know, or they're very familiar. Somebody who can get in a person's house, like a cop, or someone has like some type of government official, whatever, whatever, which gets them in and closer to people. And I'm like, if Denzel would have been the dude, uh, it'd have been great. It'd have been great. But you know, this isn't our movie. Um, <laughs> guys, I don't even, this movie felt, I didn't like, you know what it is? This movie made, made me very fearful of humans. You know what I mean? Like I, mm. because I think the more and more, I get older and I watch stuff like this. I just keep thinking about how as a parent, you can't, or even as a partner, you can't protect everybody at every moment of their life. No. And that is the scariest thing to me. It's like, I'm thinking about the parents. Like they showed, which I wish they would have really spoke to the girl who went missing. You see the parents sitting there and I'm like, do you know what that feeling must be like to just be sitting and it's gotten so bad you had to come to the police. And then it's like, how about the friend? How would that friend, that guy friend feel? Mm. Yeah, who, Where who she was like, oh, it's only three more blocks, and then oh he's like, oh, okay, I I would be, I would be a mess, dude, if yeah, I like was it. walking with someone and just like, oh, like, because like, because then you're like, oh my god, I, just because I was like slightly lazy, I didn't insist to walk her home, and now 
she's like missing and, and probably dead. Like that's crazy. And that's your whole friend. That's your friend. You jog on the right. Even when that part came up, I felt so bad. I turned to Rachel. See, this is why I say I gotta walk to the door. <laughs> like, this is what I instantly got mad. Yeah. And the thing is, like, that is not the right reaction because the anger shouldn't be with you. But it's like I don't know the world. <laughs> but Tessa did the Tessa was like, "This is why you always make sure that somebody gets home." <laughs> I was like, "I know." She's yeah. like, "This is why we. This is why we text people to see if we got home." But of course, my morbid thought was like. But they, What's the text going to do? They did, they did. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Like, What's the text so, going to? So, so we can call the cops like twelve hours sooner. Like, what are we going? What you going to do? <laughs> like, I am a person that I have. Yeah. I have most of my friends' um, <laughs> locations. Yeah, the location thing. Well, that's the that's the one thing I was like. That's what you got to do. It's like you just got to turn on location services or for a couple of your friends and just go. All right, you, you're the people who know where I am all the time. Cause that stuff is scary, man. It's like, I, again, like I, I know they got all these shows, and I'm like, all that stuff happened in the '90s and '80s. But I'm like, this people crazy, dude. Like people are. But, yeah, does this still happen as much now? Are there as many? I mean, I think it's harder. Killers? I think it's harder for people. It's only based on the Night Stalker. I think it's a little bit harder because there's way more ways to track and find people. Because as right. we learned, the government can spy on us from. I guess the street corners, if need be. This is just a little bit harder, but um, no. Man, this movie was a downer. Even then, like, I don't think, I think when he wrote this, I guess that's why it was said in 1990. It was like, they didn't, they couldn't do like DNA. He was like, I'm not stuff. updating anything. It was, like, <laughs> still, it was still like fingerprints and yeah. like bite marks is what they were trying to match. And the he guy was, was like, it's inconclusive. Also, man, I got, never mind. <laughs> no, what? what? <laughs> why are you so mad? I just that the guy who is uh, the like forensic scientist, it just felt like I'm like, why, Wait, why was you... he a dick? He looks like a he it looked like it looked like they were trying to cast like a comedic. Like, yeah, it looked like it was a comedic actor for this. movie, And it, it took me out of the movie. I was like, this feels like a movie. This doesn't I don't believe that this guy's a forensic scientist. This feels like what a movie feels like a forensic scientist is. Or like a sketch feels like a forensic scientist is. You know what I mean? No offense to that. No offense to that actor. It was just like, it was weird. And then and then also just because Rami Malek doesn't look like a cop. Like that whole scene, the scene with those two together, I was like, what? Is <laughs> but that was the scene i thought that that was why like i liked that scene when like when he when he takes it too far after the dude cracks a cracks a joke because <laughs> he's like I mean, basically also, cracks a joke about why would that dude do that why would he make a fingerprint joke i know it's like it's like, like why it's like, it was the, it was to prove a point but like he was just like, mm -mm -mm. you're trying to catch a killer, and I'm trying to tell you it could have been me. <laughs> I was so mad. Also, I was thinking like I wanted more scenes between Denzel and Jared Leto, um, because I don't know. I like seeing like really good actors. Like I always say, it's like fighting in the scene. And then even this review with Denzel, he was like he would watch. He said he would watch Rami and Jared like go head to head and be like, well, I can't wait to get in the ring too. And I'm like. Yeah, but I wanted more scenes with you and the bad guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, also, did they go head to head? They... <laughs> that, that, that's why. That's why the I did shame. this motion break. That's why I did this. That's why, I, that's, that's why. That's why. I did this. I, mean, I don't I mean, know. Right? I feel you. I feel you. Brother. I see what you're laying down. <laughs> I think they went head to head. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reiterate. <laughs> I think. I incredible actor. It's just there are certain. Look, it's the same. I, 
I, I could easily be miscast in a role. Like you put me in something, I look like crap because I'm like, it's just not the right role. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, don't know. I agree. I agree. I think like, I think Rami is like really good. Like I remember, um, like if, again, if you watch um, Mr. Robot, it's like, because he has an aloof energy, like he just right. is a very aloof kind of guy. Yes. But I think because of his natural ability like that, this character wasn't that. Like if he was playing Jared Leto's character, if they swapped, maybe right. that would have been made a more suited because like Jared can be aloof, but also like he's a white boy. So he can be like just a whatever American. And I'm realizing this is what I was missing. I was missing why I was told Rami Malek's character was becoming obsessive. I was shown like him, you know, like, look, he's getting he he's getting overworked and angry and has an outburst. But I never... I feel like I never understood in the movie, never really presented a strong case as to why he cared so much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even if it was just ego, I, I still didn't really get that sense. You know what I mean? Like the movie was like trying to set it up, but I never fully understood. I wonder if who this, yeah. I wonder if that also has something to do with how little they chose to explore what, what actually happened with Denzel, like until, until the the scene at the end of actually showing it, you know what I mean? Like not showing, not, not having people talk about, or even having him talk about how going too far can, can, can make you crazy and how, and how, he really thought the guy was the guy, but the guy, that guy wasn't the guy. Like even, even getting, even getting his perspective on more of that, I think would have also helped to, you know, to see what the was going on with Rami. The thing that's hard for me about it too, though, is that I don't even, we're told Denzel was overly obsessive and and went too far. But even that, I don't feel like we ever understand we never we see him in the present being obsessive, but then when we see why, we see why he's haunted. That makes sense. But the him before he he shot that woman, it doesn't it that doesn't connect to me because I'm like, no, he shot her because he thought that the killer was still there. Yeah. He saw somebody move and he sh- like he did a thing that cops do all the time, which is they're trigger happy because the way that they're trained is to like think way more about protecting themselves than other people or, you know, other, you know, people around them. So like when they hear something and they're spooked, they freaking draw their guns and they shoot, you know? And it just like, so it, that didn't feel like an overly obsessive cop. That just felt like a regular cop, like right. a regular cop shooting somebody. Cause he thought he, that they was a bad guy and he was scared. And right. But is, then he becomes it, obsessive because <laughs> he's, you know, he's thinking if I, if I can just solve this case, then, then at least, uh, you know, I'll be forgiven you. for the this. The idea was that he was obsessive, after yeah. uh, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see, but that makes sense for him. Right, yeah, yeah. It but it doesn't connect him. to Robbie Mal. <laughs> right. <laughs> doesn't connect at all. <laughs> That's so annoying. I mean, this whole movie is just like, again, man, just nothing makes sense. So basically, I, so basically, I'm like, at the end of this movie, I just like, I just feel icky and I don't know why. Like, at least when I watch Seven, it's like, this movie is crazy like when kevin spacey shows up like in seven it is the thing like he just shows up covered in blood and is like hey i'm here y'all been looking for me like it is such a an intro to a villain that i'm like okay this movie either needed to care about the villain and the cases or show to me needed two things either show like this case is really important. This villain needs to be stopped or it needs to show how being obsessed about a thing can really corrupt 
all aspects of your life if you're a police officer. Like I thought, oh, maybe the reason that Rami was so like obsessive is because he had two daughters. So I was like, oh, maybe it, you know he's envisioning yeah, this I happening to him. I would have seen that. Yeah, if that was the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would love to have seen it. Definitely, the movie definitely didn't show that. You can infer it, but it it definitely didn't show that. Well, Brian, we didn't show us much with his daughter. <laughs> we saw he had two scenes, and then we only saw one at one time, and she kissed Denzel and, and left. Yeah. Okay, and oh, okay, just, I, Tessa was like, "What was that?" And I agree. What was that? Why did she kiss Denzel? Was that <laughs> hey, kind of weird? Hey, hey bro. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, you don't. You don't know this man yet. You wave at his little ass, and you go to hell to school. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like, you just met this guy. You're I mean, me. she could be like a real. Little... <sighs> no, 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 just no. like a yeah. I don't know. No. It was just weird. It was a weird choice. I didn't know what it was supposed to mean. I think it was supposed to humanize Denzel. Show like, oh, maybe he's like misunderstood, and then he's the bad guy. I don't know. Just nothing <laughs> happens. <laughs> It really, the script really just doesn't connect the two of them. It like tries to, it like says that it does, but it just that like the reasons that they're obsessive feel different. And again, I don't, I feel like Rami's obsession is never really explained. And then the way that they killed people is different. Denzel, Denzel killed truly an innocent person. He knew that person was innocent. Like when he realized who he had killed and he only shot, but again, it doesn't feel like he's sh- we're, we're not given any reason why he shot other than like they literally went to the body. They were like, it's still warm. Oh, that means the killer could still be here. They hear somebody and he shoots. Yeah. OK. I mean, and then Rami Malek, though, the whole, what he does to kill Jared Leto is completely different. It's not even close to the same circumstances. Also, what the fuck was he doing getting in that car? I'm exactly, man. It doesn't I make can't sense. believe he got in the car. Like, I can't believe he got in the car. We, we were saying that the whole time. I was like, and then I was like, even if you, even if I made the dumb decision to get in the car, which I never would have, I'm at least getting in the back. Yes. <laughs> and my thing is, but also, I'm at least getting in the back so I can have <laughs> my gun at this guy the entire time. Yeah. What? He's like, oh, you've pat me down. I, I don't have a, I don't, I'm like, pat you down. You, you went to a car. <laughs> you told me you know where this missing person is. You are now officially a criminal. And then he takes off his jacket, his gun on his hip, and he's just like digging a hole. And Jared Lowe's just standing behind him. Just getting standing, more and from- more exhausted. I was just like, this is, he's so vulnerable right now. He's so I, open he's to so, attack right he now. He was so vulnerable. <laughs> it made no now, sense. <laughs> Would have been really dope is instead of like, and I get, you know, everyone's like, oh, Jared going to kill him or whatever. I thought Jared was going to kill him and put him in one of them holes. Yeah, I think that's what every I think that's I feel like that's what Rami Malik's character thought, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm about to get killed and get put in one of these holes. And so he was all already on edge. But then at a certain point, he had to realize that it wasn't this guy. And I don't know why he kept digging. And I guess it was just like because I think it's him. Here's the problem. This is the other thing. Like, if again, if this was something with Denzel, if we had understood like, oh, Denzel thought it was somebody and it wasn't him and it, i don't know if it was supposed to be that peeping tom but they didn't connect it enough i don't know man this movie just didn't connect it was <laughs> they really it, like they have some things there but it just like it didn't really it just didn't connect 
Yeah. It's interesting stuff, but I, I don't know. Nothing connects, man. Listen, I will say this. The only... They're like two different stories. Like the two <laughs> stories do not connect with each other. It's they like don't try what's happening to. with Denzel is different what's happening with Robbie, and it's not the same. And they try to pretend like it is, and I'm like, it's not. <laughs> Guys, why do we do this? Anyway, so we they watched that movie. Little things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I don't say to Hollywood for this movie. I just, you know, what it is I think this movie is just one of those movies where it it defends some of the actions that police do that I think perpetuate stereotypes about why police seem so invincible. Do, do you think it's defending? I think I think it what it does for me is it shows like police go through so much, which I really believe they do. Like I, I do think uh, like I've had friends who cops like I do believe it's a very stressful job. I'm not saying it's not. But I do think that is a stressful job that a person chooses to do. It is not a job that like like you don't get drafted into being a cop. Like you decide you want to be a cop. You decide to go through training to be a cop. And I think there's always this excuse of like their, their job is so tough. They make these mistakes but like these mistakes end with people dying and like what this movie to me shows is like denzel was like a good cop he was trying to do his best he accidentally killed you know this this white woman he's been haunted by it. he's so you know traumatized by it. but at the end of the day the other cops cover for him and he still is a cop somewhere you know what i mean like he still mm-hmm. has a job still with a gun still patrolling just in a smaller town at the end of this movie whether or not Jared Leto was the bad guy or not. You know, we're kind of saying he wasn't. Rami Malek's character kills him and at the end of the day, still has his job. And he still will be able to go out and police people without any type of like true punishment or repercussion. I'm looking at this list. This list of like cops who have been fired or who have been jailed are usually a black cop who has shot a white person and not vice versa. And I'm like, this just seems like another way of... Listen, we, we get it. It's bad, but it's a lot of stress that goes into it. You know, they're not. It's not that easy for them. I'm like, bro, but you get to go home to your kids. Like Denzel right. could call his daughters if he wanted to. Rami Yusuf is looking at his. Not Rami Yusuf, sorry, Rami, Rami Malik. <laughs> Rami Malik is looking at his kids. It's just, I don't know. It's a different type of cowboy cop to me. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, um, I'm just gonna say this, you know, because mm-hmm. out of respect for Hancock, I'm not gonna do a bit. All right, thank you, man. Yeah. So, cool. John, you want to take us home? Out, out, out of respect right. for, for the writer and director of this, of this movie, right. Hancock. I'm not going to do a bit. Not thank today. you, James. Awesome. Out of, cool. the, out of so, the immense respect, your boy's not doing a bit today. Not today, not tomorrow, not the next day. Cool. So, John, no just bit. go ahead and say... Okay. Out of respect I'm glad for that the you're great not. Thank you. writer, director, Hancock. You know he has a first name, too. Yeah, I, I, don't, know, I don't know nothing director. about that. Okay, but you know what? You know he's. I know he's a Hancock. <laughs> okay, so you know what? Bray, take us home. You know what I'm cool. saying? Like, yep. let's take us home. No bit. Okay. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether they help the cause of more leading, you know, black actors and, and people of color in Hollywood. Um, if we think this film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we're like, nah. This film did not help the cause. We don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we're gonna we're gonna raise up our ratings for this movie. Okay. Hmm. Gotta think about this over here. I don't know. I'm just gonna say, can I say I'm confused? <laughs> do yeah. I have to throw up a rating? Can I say a, we do? Can I can mine be like a uh, like I don't know? Like all right. all right, okay. Three, 
Two. I really have no clue what I'm about to do. <laughs> One. Whoa. Okay. Less than two pounds. Well, I, I'll go first. I gave it a fist, and this is solely because of the rules. It's not whether I like it. <laughs> That's true. It's rather, like to me, like I there are a lot of things I don't like about this movie, but Denzel's in it, Rami Malik's in it. That's true. I mean, even the, the the other detective, she's Cuban, I think. Yeah, Natalie Morales. So, I mean, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I gave it a palm, you know. I, I feel like it's not like this movie is helping Denzel's career. Uh, but I gave it a palm for, you know, for Rami, for Natalie, for... Um, Olivia Washington for like all of the all of the sort of other parts that just you know they got some work out of this you know but I felt like I couldn't give it a fist because you know all of the people that really have standout stuff in this were names um, and then also maybe I broke the rules a little bit because I didn't love this movie and that's also why I gave it a <laughs> I, I, uh, I gave it a, a fist uh, I mean, sorry, I gave it a palm because I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm like, you know, on the fence of whether or not this, this is helping, uh, Rami. <laughs> Cause he, he, he has an Oscar, but we also know sometimes people of color win their Oscar and then they don't get to do a lot after, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, this was his first film after the Oscar for some reason, supposed to be a, a lot second. of times people... Remember Bond? He's the villain in Bond. It just got kept getting pushed. So it's the second. Okay. It's the second. Fair. It's fair. Second. Unfortunately, <laughs> this came out first. <laughs> I was like, you're right. But yeah. honestly, maybe it's fortunate that this came out first because like, imagine just having it like this coming out and not doing well. And you're like, phew, at least I'm going to be a Bond villain oh, yeah, next. Sure. <laughs> right. Thank God I'm about to be a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was a tough um, one. <laughs> yeah. You know, but whatever, you know. We it, watched it. It, it was free. It's, it's on HBO Max. It was free. It's fun. It was free. Yeah. Could you imagine if I had to pay for this and we had to pay for this in theaters, I'd have been like, all my money back. <laughs> Give my money back. For sure. Like, this is the, this is not worth it. But um, cool. Ugh. Guys, this weekend. Um, yeah. For everyone listening, I want y'all to know the weekends we have watching these movies for y'all. It it, it is it is a, this weekend might have been one of the roughest weekend to watch movies. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to pose this though. Is there something to Denzel like passing on his obsession to Rami? Like, is that y'all feel like that's part of the movie? He gave it up. He gave it away. Like, it, oh, I think he was trying to stop him from having that obsession. That's why he gave him the bull wreck to be like, stop it all worked it. out. You know, like, yeah, yeah I claim. agree that there is something to that. I agree that there is something to it, but. I still don't know why, outside of just ego, why Rami was like, why he, why he started why being like, I need Denzel. Yeah. yeah, like, if there was even a little thing of, like, him, of, like, people being, like, even if it was, like, a passing comment of another cop being, like, damn, guess, uh, you can't, you can't close them all. You know what I mean? Like, you had a good, you had a hot streak there, kid, but, like, you know, everybody loses sometimes. And then, you know, him like looking at it and being like, 
I never lose. You know I, mean? <laughs> I know, I know that's Not lame, today. but like, I don't know. Sometimes no, I, I just need something basic. Like, yeah. Yeah, just give me some. I just, I don't. Anyway, anyway, little things. Little Thanks for listening. You can uh, follow us at Blackman Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. You can spell, find links to our merch. We got T-shirts and things like that. Um, uh, we have a defunct Patreon. We don't do new episodes anymore, though we're thinking about maybe going, getting back to it. Uh, but we have a year's worth of episodes on there. Uh, if you ever want to listen, I want to do Lovecraft. Oh, wow, we, you we, do? Yeah, I guess I should. I want to do Lovecraft. That I would come back for that. I would do a quick, just I would rewatch Lovecraft, wow. talk about Lovecraft a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, talk about <laughs> shoot. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can uh oh and if you rate and review us on itunes give us five stars we'll read your review on the air this one is by newsy news watcher guy uh it says tenant thanks for making tenant more confusing and less likable <laughs> but yes but 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 yes john david washington needs to be in more movies uh great next week we're doing Judas and the Black Messiah, right? Hey! Hey! All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.